Hi, and welcome back to My Favorite Conservative. I'm Andrea. And I'm Edward. And I am not conservative, but he is my favorite conservative. (laughs) So we have a special show for you today. We are actually recording this about a week ahead of time because we will be out of town in Washington, D.C., and no, it has nothing to do with the election, although that it'll be interesting to be yeah. there for sure. So we're doing something a little bit different. We're presenting two topics and then we're going to discuss. Sounds right. good. Sounds good. What are the topics? So my topic is how to practice real tolerance. And what's your topic? My topic is our Democrat policies evil. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go first. Please do. Okay. I believe that it's really important to listen to other people. And I was so fortunate in my early to mid twenties that I was at this one day workshop. It was mandatory for this teaching job I had, and it was professional training. And we did this exercise called the line where they would say a topic of any kind, and you would put yourself on the line, whether you were for or against And you just kind of sorted yourself out. And then what they would do, and I'm going to try to explain it for the people who are listening, is they would fold the line. So the people on the extreme ends had to face each other. And each person got two minutes. There was no interruption. And you just had to listen to the other person's opinion. You were not trying to change anyone's mind. I wasn't worried. I thought, oh, this is a piece of cake. Environment. I'm in the middle. Gun control. I'm in the middle. I mean, I really wasn't worried. And so we went through like five or six topics until they said abortion. And I was like, oh boy. And I just went all the way to the end of the line, hundred percent pro-choice. I'm there. Then they fold the line and I am facing the woman that I have been talking with all morning, who was sitting next to me, who was just fantastic. And we both looked really upset. Like we really were like, Uh oh, like we just, oh no, do I hate her now because she's a hundred percent pro life? And it was the best exercise. And I'm just going to call her Mary to give her a name. So Mary went first for two minutes and there was a timer. And I just listened to her point of view. She is Christian. She was raised in a very religious home and she did not believe in abortion under any circumstances, even in the case of rape or incest, because In her family and the way she was brought up, life begins at conception, no matter what. And that is a life that God brought into the world. And as I was listening to Mary, I started to realize that I'm coming at this from such a totally different place. Of course, I can't change her mind and nor should I try. So she did her two minutes and then I gave my two minutes where I explained why I was pro-choice why I felt like as long as babies are inside of women's bodies, that the woman comes first. Now, I did say to Mary that I don't believe in what they call late-term abortions unless the mother's life is at stake. I don't think anyone should be having an abortion in the third trimester. I won't go down the Roe versus Wade rabbit hole today, but my point is, is that that exercise and that one-day event helped me understand other people's point of view and how to truly be tolerant. It doesn't mean I accept it. It doesn't mean I approve. It just means that that person is coming from a very different place. 
I think that really changed me from also being a very single issue voter in my early 20s to looking at all the issues and also really looking at the candidates. So I just really encourage you, especially if you're able to do this in a work setting, now someone does have to moderate and time everybody, but try this exercise called the line because it's really interesting and it really helps you to appreciate other people's points of view. And if you can't listen to someone speak for two minutes without interrupting, then that's on you. I agree. Okay. Can I share the moment with you and me in our first date? The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> we were on our first date, the, the best and only 50 hour date of my life. That's true. Yes. And this was toward the end of the date. And we were having brunch or lunch. We started talking about politics a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I found out that Edward was pro-life and that took me back. That took me, I was taken aback. I was, ta I was taken aback because I had never dated anyone who had that position. I just didn't know what to do with that information. So I made up an excuse. I went to the bathroom. I did not have to go to the bathroom, but I went and I just sat there and thought about, is this a deal breaker? Because I was already in love with him. I was crazy about him. And I looked at my deal breakers, but this was not one of them. And also when we were talking about it at the table, sitting across from each other, he listened. He didn't agree, but he listened. And I didn't feel condemned by him for having a different point of view. I also didn't feel the need to persuade him to my point of view. And so I came back to the table knowing that, okay, so we are really on opposite ends of the spectrum here, just like that line exercise, but I was okay with it. It's not always easy, but I was okay. And in many ways it led to the show. It did indeed. It did. And, you know, I am tolerant of intolerance. And one of my superpowers is that it does not bother me one bit that she is wrong. So, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah. So just elbowed his chest for people who are listening. Yeah. Hard, like right in the sternum. <laughs> that is my little segment for this pre-recording a few days before the election. Try that line exercise. Try it with a group of people you don't know very well, and you might be surprised. But again, play by those rules. You have to listen. All right, Edward, what's your piece for today? Well, I wanted to talk about Democrat policies and whether they are evil or are the people evil that are instituting these policies. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, Here actually, we go. I just wanted to touch on a couple of the policies that, that we're seeing currently in today's world. Um, the first being the border, our southern border, to be more precise. In no way, shape, manner, or form is this a policy that is not evil. I know the left will say, well, we just want people here in the United States because they can have a better life and whatnot. Okay, that's great. I am 100% for immigration, legal immigration. This is where we are on the same page. Yeah, we are. And and yeah. it, it's, uh, you know, it's common sense that it's okay to have a great legal immigration policy where we let in you know, like a million people a year, just legally. It takes a while. Yeah, it does. But we're a special place. Despite all the cries of racism and all that kind of thing, why does everybody want to come here? By letting in, in Joe Biden's first two years, and we're not even done, but the fiscal year that just ended, 
we're up to 4 million people in the middle and, and through a pandemic. Yeah. And none of these people were screened for COVID. Yeah, I know. So, and they were sent throughout the entire country. Yeah. So you have 4 million people coming in, shipping them off in the middle of the night on buses and flights around the country to become spreaders. And somehow, you know, the rest of us have to abide by these rules. We have to lose our jobs, our careers, our houses, our businesses, because we won't wear a mask or take or, or get a shot. That to me is an incredibly evil policy. Okay. That's one portion of it. All right. Let's look at another. Let's look at that's one the, policy. We're one policy. Okay. Me. All right. What's the next one? Well, no, let, I'm going to expand a little bit more on that because there's so much to it. Let's look at the human trafficking part of it. 40% of women are raped coming across the border. If that is not an evil policy, I don't know what is. You know, when you're encouraging people to come knowing that they are going to more than likely be raped or sexually assaulted, I, I, I have a hard time with that. Okay. The drugs that are coming across the border because it is absolutely wide open and all our border patrol agents are doing is playing babysitters and catching catching people and processing them. And they're not at full force out there trying to interdict people and the bad guys. So all the time that they're spending, you know, with all these people that they're trying to process, it allows for drug mules, you name it, human traffickers to get unknown what to come across the border. So I don't think so. Yes, you I, are. No, rabbit hole alert. Rabbit it's, hole alert. It's, it's part of the whole border policy. Let's look at just drugs. Fentanyl coming across the border that has killed 100,000 Americans every year. That to me is evil. Is it the policy or is it the people? Well, to me, they're one and the same. Because if you have people instituting policies that are evil then those people have evil in their hearts or they're stupid. You know, one of the two. Which is the, always a possibility. Yeah, I, you know, that, that's a good point. So maybe I stand corrected on that. <laughs> um, you know, the last thing I wanted to touch on was the LGBTQIA++. Lots of letters. Yeah. Backsla backslash yeah. whatever. And this is a little bit of a throwback to our first episode. Yeah. The culture, especially in our schools of, of them now, and in fact, New York is mandating that there are drag queen story hours for children and whatnot. And it is an absolute attempt by the left to undermine our culture, to undermine our families and to undermine parents. And parents, I think, are finally sticking up and saying enough is enough. I yeah, mean, I think so. You know, and let's talk about athletics, uh, women's sports, girl sports. You know, they're being pushed out because yeah. they are now having to compete against boys. Yeah. And let's just face it. They are boys pretending that they're girls, whether it's a mental disorder or not. That's for the, somebody else to decide. You have locker rooms now where girls are being forced to be in there with boys, with all of their boy parts. And, you know, you're talking 12, 13, 14, just, 15 years old. Yeah, awful. They're bad enough with their same sex, right? In the yeah. locker rooms. <laughs> Let's just throw in, uh, the opposite sex in there. I don't understand totally what the motive is behind it, except that it's got to be something of breaking down the family and the parents as the influence on children. And they want the state to be more of an influence on children. I would agree with that. Okay. I, would, I would agree with that. And if you are a parent of a child, get involved with your school. I was on the school site council with my sister whom I raised for elementary school and middle school. Get involved. 
go to the school board, talk to them, show up, speak up, go to your local papers. I mean, you have to get involved if you want to change these things. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the few benefits that COVID gave us is that people are finally realizing what's going on in the schools. Yeah. So does that mean that the left is evil? Is that what you're saying? Because you brought up two overarching policies, the border Mm -hmm. and all the problems with it and transgender Because it's not really, I think even lesbians and gays are feeling like they're being pushed out. You know what I mean? It's almost like the L and the G are gone. And so are people who are supporting these policies really evil? Well, to me, the policies are evil and the people that are pushing the policies need to look into their own heart and decide if this is truly something good or evil. I choose the latter. So we're really close to Halloween. We right? are. We are. We're are. doing this yeah. the day before. My Halloween colors. Yes. We're filming the day before Halloween, this episode that will be a week later. And all I immediately had in my head was this picture of Nancy Pelosi, like dressed as the devil and going trick-or-treating in San Francisco and stepping over crack pipes and things like that. I don't know where that came from. It just popped into my head. And, and the term politically correct, I don't like anymore because it's beyond. It's so beyond. I wish I could come up with a better phrase, but yeah, it is. You know, that was actually back in the 90s, right? When it started coming out, politically correct or too politically correct. And that's now like middle of the road, right? It is. It is. So is that it for this episode? That's all I've got. That's all we've got. Okay. Thank you so much for watching this evergreen episode of my favorite conservative We are on Rumble, YouTube, Instagram, and a couple other channels that we're still trying to figure out. My name is Andrea. I'm Edward. And he is my favorite conservative. Bye.